Big day! Big day! Pacers opening night at Cambridge Fieldhouse, at least for the preseason. That game will be on Bally Sports Indiana. But we got to talk about the Colts. It's Optimism Wednesday. We're going to talk about a reason and multiple reasons to be optimistic about the Indianapolis Colts against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll talk about the injury report, what we learned about Jonathan Taylor, what we learned about Julian Blackman, what we have learned about Ryan Kelly, Tyquan Lewis. The list goes on and on. Naheem Hines, uh, who's going to play, who's not going to play. We have a window into that level of insight. We're going to, again, reasons, real reasons to be optimistic. I got to tell you the truth. This morning, there are a lot of reasons I gave. Hey, were they good reasons? Eh. Up to you to decide. I didn't think they were great reasons, but with some of your help, we've got actual reasons to feel really, really good uh, about the Colts this coming Sunday uh, afternoon at Lucas Oil Stadium. We will also talk about Indiana-Kentucky. Is that rivalry about to renew? John Calipari got butthurt over Christian Watford knocking down the shot, knocking down the three-pointer to beat his ass in December of 2011. Said, we're all done with this. My cheerleader sprained an ankle. And they pulled the plug on the series. And he, then he said, uh, I don't want to play on campus anymore. We want to play on a neutral site. You know what the hell with John Calipari? I don't want Indiana to play Indiana to play." Kentucky, at Simon Scott Assembly Hall or anywhere else. The hell with those people. The Indiana Pacers, like I said, they got it going on tonight. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, October 12, 2022. Brought to you by the great people. Great people at BUSR. Go to BUSR.com backslash Kent. Make an initial deposit of $100 or more, and they're going to give you $25 in free casino chips. You can play blackjack, you can play uh, craps, you can play slots, whatever you want. You deposit up to 1000 bucks initially, and they match it in free play on a sports book. How about that action? And their number, their over-under number for the Pacers in terms of wins this coming season, 24 and a half. 24 and a half. Their uh, plus my their uh, odds on Indiana winning a national championship. 4,500 plus 4,500. Let's talk about all of it. Let's go. Ring the bell. No cowbell anymore. We got the Sterling Beer Bell, and let's talk about why you should subscribe, like, ring the bell, and donate if you like. And and really, none of it has to do with this other than subscribing and liking. Subscribe, like, Friday, that's day after tomorrow, we give away the contents of this prize egg. Whatever's in here, you get, but you've got to be a subscriber and you've got to like the videos. It's just that easy. All right, and again, you want to donate. That's, that's all well and good. You can do that. All right, let's talk about what we now know about the Indianapolis Colts. We know that Bernard Ryman is the left tackle. He is going to start at left tackle this week. We know that Braden Smith was moved inside to tackle because according to Frank Reich, he is an elite level run blocker and getting him next to Ryan Kelly and, and a little bit closer to Quentin Nelson is going to put the Colts in a position where they can steamroll guys 
and open up holes. And it happened a little bit in Denver, and that was a good thing. Philip Lindsay was nice. Deion Jackson was nice. Jonathan Taylor did not practice today. What'd he do? He was in sweats, jogged, a little light jogging. We still don't really know what happened to the ankle. Is it a high ankle? Is it a low ankle? The difference between a high ankle and a low ankle, you know, you wouldn't think so much. It's the same joint. But the difference in the severity of the injuries and the recovery time from those two injuries, really, really different. Uh, High ankle takes a long time. Low ankle, you can get back on your feet in about nine days and be, uh, I'm not going to say as springy as you would be otherwise, but you can mitigate the pain and you can get back on that ankle in nine days. The number of days between these two games will be 10, plus the other five days, between games. Five days was going to be a little bit quick for Jonathan Taylor to get back after he hurt his ankle against the Titans. He didn't get back, but Deion Jackson, like I said, Philip Lindsay, pretty good. All right. Reasons. I think I've gone over almost everybody. Ryan Kelly didn't practice today. Quiddy Pay didn't practice, but he's not in a boot. That looks to be a high ankle sprain. Ashton Doolin, not really a foot. It's a toe. And Frank Reich expects him back. Tyquan Lewis and Naheem Hines, they were in red jerseys today, which means they're still matriculating through that concussion protocol. They're going to be up on Sunday, almost certainly. I, I don't think that there's any doubt that those two guys are going to make it through the concussion protocol. All right, Colts, Jaguars, reasons for optimism. Alec Pierce is healthy this time around. He was out with a concussion in, in week two, didn't play after getting his face mask broken in in the opening weekend. But this time around, you're dealing with a fully healthy Alec Pierce. He's coming off two consecutive games where he caught balls for 80 yards or more. That is a good thing. The defense hasn't allowed a touchdown in six and a half quarters. That comes from Karite, uh, frequent commenter, and always erudite and and. Well worth reading. The comment section is the best part of the channel, let's face it. Um, They've got 10 days to prepare. 10 days to prepare. And you say, what difference does that make? Well, every team in the NFL plays once, right, on Thursdays, generally. And the Colts have played once on Thursdays the last few years. In the last two years, coming off their Thursday games, they have won 10 days later. That's in 2020, 2021, and last year, I think it's especially illuminating because last year, that second game after the 10 days of prep was against the Jacksonville Jaguars at Lucas Oil Stadium, just as it is this year. What happened during that game? Colts and the Jags, 2021, the Colts win 23-17, you remember that game. Jonathan Taylor, 21 rushes, 116 yards, one touchdown. Trevor Lawrence, 16-35 for 162, no touchdowns, and a lost fumble late, which sealed the game for your Colts. Uh, the Colts, a five-minute and six-second drive led to a field goal that really kind of salted it away, salted it away, it pushed that lead from three to six, made it so the Jaguars, they needed seven. They needed more than a field goal. Really, they needed six to tie, seven to win. They missed an extra point in that game as well. 
So those things happened. Zaire Franklin had a punt block, and E.J. Speed scooped and scored. Big deal. The, the Colts, speaking of special teams, Chase McLaughlin named the AFC Special Team Player of the Week. First time in a while for, uh, I, since that game, actually, that the Colts have had an AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. First time since that game against the Jaguars last year. Colts win special teams. They win this game. Colts hold the Jaguars without a touchdown. And, and hey, not only have the Colts, Jaguars scored six last week, right? So it's been a while since they scored a touchdown. Been a while since the Colts have allowed a touchdown. Colts look good for Sunday. Dan Dockage today on his radio show said he thought that the Colts were going to go 14 2 and 1. <laughs> He makes me laugh. He's a wonderful guy and and the best radio host in town, regardless of format. Um, one thing that drove me nuts, and I want to talk about it while we're on the Colts, it is the use of adverbs. For the love of God, stop using adverbs. There is an Indianapolis radio talent who will not stop using adverbs. He will not stop saying the word literally. And there are several of these guys, but one in particular says literally Literally, a thousand times a show, right? Well, the Colts said, obviously, they had Frank Reich, then Matt Ryan, uh, DeForest Buckner, and Bernard Ryman. Reich used, obviously, twice. Um, Matt Ryan used it three times. Buckner used it four times. And Ryman used it three times. Please, for the love of God, stop saying, obviously. If it was obvious, the media, they're either idiots or it's not obvious to them. So stop saying obviously and stop using adverbs altogether. Best advice I ever got about writing. Okay, write however you want, and then in the edit, just search L-Y. Anything that ends in L-Y, kick it to the curb. Get rid of very, get rid of really, get rid of literally. And I know very, it's an adverb, it doesn't have L-Y at the end. Get rid of adverbs. They are absolutely superfluous to what you are trying to say. Your communication does not require adverbs. Please, if you're in the media, stop using it. And if you're an athlete, stop using adverbs. They are unnecessary. All right? Clear enough? Okay. I think we've gone through the injuries. You've got loads of reasons now paired with what we said this morning. And what we augmented to that list this afternoon, you have real reasons to be literally optimistic. Obviously, the Colts are going to win this game. Stop it. All right. Indiana and Kentucky, reported by John Rothstein, they are close to resuming their series of games. Calipari, Woodson, Dolson, and the Kentucky AD getting together trying to figure out how to get this thing rolling again. And it sounds like it's going to be on the campuses and at a neutral site. I don't know what the rotation is going to be. And it's a few years from starting. What I would rather Scott Dolson do is tell Kentucky to get bent. Stick with Louisville, Notre Dame. You want to play Ball State, play Ball State. Go play rivals. We don't need Kentucky. Indiana doesn't require Kentucky. Of course, college basketball is better when Kentucky and Indiana 
teams like that play each other, but it's important that they do it on campuses so that the student body can go watch damn games. And that's, that's what this is for. It's not just a cash, you know, prying cash from the wallets of alums and boosters and, you know, advertisers and networks. It, it's about kind of an activity that benefits the student body a little bit. What are we doing? Can we just stop with the money grubbing? John Calipari, this is why John Calipari, I'm convinced, is bad for college basketball. All he sees are dollar signs. That's it. It's all about bucks with Calipari. Matt Painter said something really, really smart. Matt Painter says a lot of smart things. And one thing that he said yesterday at uh, the Big Ten Basketball Media Day, he, and I'm, I'm kind of, I've taken these sentences and I've sort of reordered them uh, because I want to lead strong. Here's what he says to recruits. We don't become you. You become us. Wow. That's stellar. That is a beautiful thing to tell recruits. That lays it out, right? He says, complaining doesn't go over with us. Get enough good players where if somebody's not ready or you don't want to do what you're as or they don't want to do what you're asking them to do, you can move on to the next guy. Beautiful. It's exactly the way it should work. There's got to be a consequence for being a self-involved nincompoop. And that's how most of these 18 and 19-year-olds are wired. They, they believe that the sun rises and sets upon them and that all the world is their stage and that they are going to whatever school they go to to resurrect their program and that winning will follow their enrollment. Just stop. You're, become, uh, you're becoming a part of something bigger than what you are. And that's why college sports in basketball and football, baseball to an extent, but those two sports, volleyball and basketball for, and softball for women, are really, really important because you learn that it's not just about you. It's about us. We don't become you. You become us. That is a huge lesson for college students and really anybody. Any self-involved nincompoop needs to understand that being a part of a whole that's greater than yourself is part of the greatness of living a good life. Pacers tonight against the Knicks, they got to figure that out. The NBA has to figure that out immediately. The NBA is filled with these, these nincompoops who believe it's all about them. And that drives me crazy. You watch NBA Live on ESPN, and it's filled with lunatics who, who just believe they hung the moon. I can't take it anymore. The, I love the NBA. I hate the media's coverage of the NBA. Hate it. I think national media gets the NBA so wrong, it drives me nuts. But that game, 7 o'clock tonight, Bally Sports, Indiana. If you've got DirecTV Stream, you can get it. If you got cable, generally you can get it. If you don't, you got to buy the over-the-top app, and that's a little bit pricey. I got to tell you the truth. Uh, that's why I have DirecTV Stream. There you go. Uh, Justin Creech, Kentucky does not hold a light to Carolina. Eh, 
I'm not a big fan of Carolina either. Carolina, as academic predators, is their university. You know what? I think they disgraced college basketball a few years ago. And the terrible treatment of Mary Willingham, I think it was awful. And I'll never forgive North Carolina or their fans for that. You've, you know what? I know NIL has changed the game. And they're default pros, right? Fine. You still go to school because education's great. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. And remember, if you got a problem, if you're feeling, if you're feeling so down in a hole that you've become the hole, call somebody. If you don't have somebody to call, call me. Email me. We'll, we'll talk. And man, it, it, you know what? It takes a village to keep us from getting despondent, I think. And so utilize that village. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, breakfast with Kent. And uh, man, what a great week of sports activity we've got with the NFL and NBA, college basketball getting ready to start. Indiana, Maryland at Memorial Stadium coming up this weekend. Awesome stuff.